As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen I'm never quitting on my mission, I'ma roll with what I'm giving Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing Better watch the way you going, better go in the right direction In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings And I know that for certain, keep on working, open curtains Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version I'm never gonna give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, we've been broadcasting since 2015, and it's, it's a pleasure to kind of have the, uh, to be part of the vision of Paul Bass and his crew, WNHH 103.5, uh, since 2015. As many of you might know, the New Haven Independent has been around prior to that, 10 to 15 years, I believe, maybe even 18. And Paul's vision in terms of what community news means has just been so refreshing to me. And I've been, as I mentioned, blessed to uh, broadcast on now Mondays and Fridays at 11 o'clock. And today's show is, all of my shows are exciting. Uh, all of my, my babies, I'm sure all of my guests have heard that, that all your children or your family, friends are uh, number one in your mind. But in the writ, because we are in, the richest planet ever in the history of, of humankind, and to still be talking about food insecurity is somewhat of a tragedy, not even somewhat, but a distinct tragedy. But also, let's, 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 we got to be optimistic as well. We can solve this problem. So we're going to talk about food insecurity here in New Haven, but because of our listeners on WNHH 103.5 and on the Tom Ficklin Show, or really throughout the world, uh, whether we're in Uganda or whether we're in Sudan or whether we're in Ukraine at the moment or uh, you know, you name the location, there's this food issue that food insecurity is, is certainly profound. And we may not have all the solutions today. My guest, uh, uh, Ramir, uh, Ramirez, and Pastor Philip Boone and Kimberly Hart, we may not be able to solve all the problems, but I think we'll be able to kind of share some, some insights and, and uh, tactical strategies for how not only here in New Haven, but literally from throughout the globe, we can kind of tackle this issue of socioeconomic, political uh, determinants of, of, of our psychic and social health. So guests, good morning. Ramir, Yamir, how are you doing? Let me hear a sound check for, from you. Hi, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Pastor Philip Boone, how are you doing? Good morning, how are you? Good, you're coming, coming through loud and clear. And Kimberly Hart, Kimberly, this is not your first rodeo on the show. This is not, and I, you know, because I remember, I wasn't sure if you would, but yes, yes, this is not my first rodeo, and I am, it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure Thank to see you. all of you. We're going to, yeah. We have about 55 minutes, so we can kind of dig in, and the show, I particularly kind of like to let, let people know that a radio show, a communication co, a journalism, journalism endeavor, there's nothing wrong with repeating the basic message. There's nothing wrong with elaborating on your what's on your heart, mind, and soul, uh, because we want this is a share. This is this is a time for communion. I like to think the show is a time for communion. So let let's begin. And, and Pastor Boone, I'm not trying to say that I'm going to take up your take up your your your, your occupation on Sunday. So we aren't going to have we aren't going to break any bread or anything. But just in terms of the communion of the minds. Uh, so so talk. Let's talk about. Um, Everyone, your actually your experience with dealing with food insecurity in New Haven, and as, and as I say, you might paint a dismal picture, you might paint a optimistic picture, you might paint a, a, a challenging picture, but whatever uh, your, your perceptions and actually your your real your your life experience in this 
this topic would be helpful for our listeners and viewers to share about your, yeah, your experience in dealing with food insecurity, uh, New Haven, and uh, what is it like for folks uh, that really access food in New Haven? So um, should it, should we go with Pastor Boone? Should we go with ladies first or the male, ladies male dominance? Ladies first? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yamira, would you like to kind of kick us off in that regard? Yes, thank you. Tom, and uh, good morning again to everyone and all of the listeners. I appreciate this opportunity to be able to speak on this topic. The experience with food insecurities that I've had has been by way of working as a community health worker here in the New Haven area. And it's, it's a it's it's a challenging and uh, a, a sensitive uh, topic because um, it's one that I wish just didn't exist, right? Mm. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it does. And so, in my experience, uh, I've done my best to be able to provide uh, information and resources to those individuals that are challenged um, and have food insecurities that are unaware of the different um, programs, assistance, and resources that are available to them right here in the New Haven area. And a lot of these uh, families and individuals are not originally from New Haven. Mm. And so that's where um, a lot of the barriers come in uh, because they're just not aware of what's available to them. And uh, that, that's been a lot of my experience. And, and uh, Kim, just before I come to you, Ramirez, as you're uh, really a part of an important organization uh, with, with the, with the uh, Project Access and Carlotta, you, you you tell Giselle, you tell her, I'm glad, is she, is she at work today, by the way? Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> I, only, reason, only reason I ask that, because I see her pictures from vacation all the time on Facebook. I'm just saying, I, <laughs> I just wonder whether her, her her and her family pictures. So I know she's a hard worker. But, uh, yes, yes, she is. <laughs> but, 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 but I'm just saying, but at any rate, excuse me, but, but Project Access New Haven, typically people... <laughs> People get see that to be a health concern, but why is the food issue important? I mean, what as a I, I'm clarify for folks why uh, Project Health is not just access to your your medical appointments and follow up, but why the health dimension also kicks in. Absolutely. So, of course, being able to nourish ourselves is is vital to being able to maintain good health, right? Uh, eating uh, good foods is important. Um, Having access to food also affects our health mm. by way of the challenge of getting it, right? Mm. So if 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 you're unable to afford, right, to go grocery shopping, that affects your health in more ways than one. First off, it's it affects your your nutritional health, but mm-hmm. it also affects you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, especially if you're a parent with children. Mm. And so your whole being is affected uh, by uh, 
not being able to financially afford is is one effect that it is having to your health and then not being able to nourish yourself well is the other effect that is having as well yes 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 uh kim let, let's go kimberly kimberly hart yeah. is my is on is on the line and you can see her her, her smiling face and <laughs> and among the many things that you're involved with you're the president of witnesses to hunger and the, the new haven chapter and also chair of the uh uh, yeah, coordinated food assistance network. So, um, share with us a little bit, Kim, about your experience over the years, and and um, you know whether it's been successful, whether it's been challenging, whether it's been traumatic, whether we're uh, what 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 can keep us optimistic. Just I'm just interested in your interested in your insights in this regard. Okay, well, thank you for having us here, Tom. Um, this is a, a pleasure to be here. Um, I. I speak more as the person with lived experience, mm. right? And so that's why we started um, Witnesses to Hunger, New Haven chapter, because um, we started in 2018 with five years old. And that's because um, we know that we are hungry, right? We witness hunger every day. Hence the name Witnesses to Hunger, right? Mm -hmm. but, but it's not necessarily not having enough food in your in your pantry or in your freezer or what you no, know, or your pantry, your refrigerator is about having healthy food mm. in our in our refrigerators and pantries and stuff, you know. And um we all know that how how expensive it is. To eat healthy, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so what? What witnesses' um, main objective is to affect policy. We know, in order to affect change, we have to affect policy. And so, you know, we visit the capital, and, and we, um, we, 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 we let them, we let our our lawmakers, policymakers know what is wrong. With, with our system. I used to say that the system is broken, but I switched gears on that. Mm. I think that it is designed to work exactly the way it's working, mm. you know, which is, which is a sad statement, but such a true statement, right? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so, so by me, and by me being involved with Coordinated Food Access Network and being a tri-chair along with Steve Whirlin and Alicia Santilli, it gives me insight um, as as far as the food pantries, people who are providing the food for us, right? Because me being a a member of of um, of the food pantry, you know, um, mm -hmm. a client of food pantries, you know, it's 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 really challenging. Yes, right? because because what I have to, because you have to plan your day, and say a food pantry starts at say three o'clock. I have to be there by one o'clock, standing in line, no matter what the weather, standing in line, so that I can get the good stuff. What do I, what do you mean by the good stuff, Kim? Well. Glad you asked because mm -hmm. I because what I because what I'm talking about is the milk, the cheese, 
the eggs, the the protein, the the um, you know, the meats and stuff. And so, if they, if you know, food, the Connecticut Food Share is challenged, you know, so so they they they're not giving out the way they used to because you know donations are down or whatever. And so I know if they only have ten whole chickens, I want to be in that top ten so that I can get a whole chicken, mm. you know, which is really sad and too bad. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we're going to throughout the, throughout the you know remaining forty five or so minutes, well, the challenges and the and the tactics we're going to kind of interweave those into our conversation with Pastor mm-hmm. Boone. I was just curious, curious also to kind of share share some of your thoughts in this regard. Pastor Boone is the Philip Boone is the uh, from the Cathedral of Higher Praise, and who operates a food pantry uh, at his church in Fairhaven, and he's been very much involved as well in the New Haven Coordinated Food Assistance Network. Pastor Boone, good morning. Good morning, and thank you so much, Tom, for having us, and thank you, everyone, for being here this morning. Um, I appreciate you acknowledging the work that we're trying to do. I, I listen to everyone else, and I I can only piggyback on some of the things that they said, but I, I, I just want to start with Kim when she said that she has to be there early in a food pantry line to get the good stuff, because mm-hmm. in my pantry, we have limited uh, good stuff. So first come, first serve. And right. I, I feel I feel bad. I open at nine every two, every second and fourth Saturday of the month. And we open at nine, but there are people lining up at seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. Mm. And they know that whatever we have, the good stuff they're gonna get. So, <clears throat> you know, so food pantries are limited. And one one thing that I can say is that I, I'm working on a bunch of fronts up. I got my own food pantry at the church. I work with um, with CFAN as a member of CFAN, where I met so many great organizations in this New Haven area that are working towards food insecurity. And um, this coalition is really coming together to bring it to the forefront of everything. Another organization that I've been working with recently is um, Haven's Harvest, which goes and mm-hmm. rescues food that normally many organizations would throw away. Mm-hmm. And they give it to people that are food insecure. So, you know, the other young lady, uh, Yamira. Mm-hmm. Okay, when she spoke, she hit she hit home when she talked about food. Because when I was listening to her, you know, food is equal to survival. Mm-hmm. You know, and people want to survive. The only way you can survive is having something good to eat. So that food, not just as part of survival, but it affects your mental health. You know, my wife is a retired teacher, and she would tell me so many times that hungry kids, they can't, they can't, you know, they can't think, and they can't really um, capture all of the things that they're supposed to be learning in school, in school because their stomach is growling. They can't hear the teacher. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that the food does have a mental aspect because in survival, your mentality is going to go for the things that you need. And she did speak about being it spiritually. Well, you know what? Hungry people are mad. Hungry people are angry. Hungry people, uh, they want to cause all kind of disruption and stuff like that. So, you know, food is a vital issue, not just, you know, but it's a vital for everyone. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. I pass it back to you. <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I'm a minister. I can start going on once that mind starts rattling. That's okay. I mean, you could even 
you know, throw, throw out your cash app and throw in pass the, the virtual collection plate. I mean, whatever, whatever works, whatever, whatever, whatever works for you. Uh, talk, talk to me about, because again, we have many listeners for someone. Is there one place where folks can, and can go to, to some of the, the food banks or, or registers, or do they have to kind of just search and search in the phone book, so to speak? Absolutely not. They can go on 211 and they can find the listing of all the available food pantries. They can find the hours. They can find out the days. And that's a great help. If they have a yeah. phone and most people have a phone, they can get on, they can have access to the internet and find 211. And also, um, there is the Connecticut Resource Guide, mm-hmm. which, which has a list of all food banks in New Haven County, all food pantries in New Haven County, and also soup kitchens, you know, because a lot of people, I don't know how many, so I shouldn't say a lot, so I'm just going to say, people also who are food insecure don't have access to a kitchen, right? Like like they're homeless, you know, so so did this guy would also... Uh, let you know where where the the soup kitchens are, you know, and and their hours as well. So yeah, so 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 those those two are great. Yes, and and I agree with 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 um with Pastor Boom that you know about two on one, but a lot of times it can be hard to access, you know, and, and stuff. So um yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I also. Consider myself a resource because there are, there's such a diverse group of people here in the New Haven area mm-hmm. that are not even from this country, mm-hmm. and they have no idea that there are programs and organizations that exist that provide food. So then a community health worker is also a resource to be able to connect to those places where they can gain access to food. Excellent. Excellent. Let's jump for a second to the New Haven Coordinated Food Assistance Network and and what that organization does and if and also for this show if there's a shout out or or an appeal or a challenge that you like to give to a politician or an organization or if you're looking for donations we could kind of be freewheeling for our remaining forty minutes about uh, if I can just be frank how to eliminate the need for the New Haven Coordinated Food Assistance Network what do we have to do to abolish hunger that might be too much of a, of a macro uh, statement, but I think it's good to kind of lift up those, these affirmations in this, in in this particularly in this crisis era of visioning and manifesting our our desires. Um, but but the New Haven Coordinated Food Assistance Network is it something that people should know more about? Is it is it working fine? Or do you need more help? What's share with people what's what's involved there? Well, I would refer to Pastor Boone on that, um, since he is since it it um, consists of like maybe I'm going to say 30 mm. different food banks in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Food, I mean, I'm sorry, food pantries in New Haven. And since he is one of them and, and he he is really, you know, great at doing what he does, I'm going to refer to Pastor Boone on that one. Tim, you talk any longer, I'm, I won't be able to get my head out the door. <laughs> but anyway, um, the Coordinated Food Assistant Network. What it is, it's it's an organization that's made up of many different groups. 
and the groups are represented are represented by people that have the experience, food insecurity, the organizations that um, that provide food, like pantries, like like mine, and then it's also represented represented by organizations that support. You know, mm -hmm. we have care, we have um, United Way. You know, we have Excellent. so the leadership yes. is a the scope is 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 as broad as we can make it. And the organizations of all of these organizations, a, a band of people that are just trying to find a way that we can help eliminate uh, food insecurity. And I like what you said, Tom, because if, if we do a good job and we're excellent at what we do, uh, CFAM would no longer exist. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, that's the ultimate goal. That's, uh, <laughs> that's something that we should shoot for. But we, not only do we, uh, talk about food, but we talk about the realm of the human person, the being, the whole person, mm. because we, we know that all of these other attachments that, um, that we spoke about already with the health and mental and spiritual aspects of a person, we are involved with incorporating that uh, in, our, in what we do. It's not just about food, but it's healthy food. It's mm -hmm. nutritious food. It's, um, it's trying to, you know, see where we can get in to speak to the politicians, speak to the people with the money, how we can make things better for people. They can do things that they can do things themselves. There's a certain level of dignity that people want to have. They don't want to have give outs. They want to be able to do things themselves. So we, you know, we, we help with the educational aspect of it when there's a, a there's a, a gap when the students mm -hmm. are not in school. You know, mm -hmm. we try to work with Connecticut Food Share and United Way and other organizations to make sure that those families and those children have food while they're not in school for um, Easter recess or summer vacation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. things like that. So CFAN is an organization that tries to be as well-rounded in this perspective of everyone, every culture, and every individual, their, their needs, whether it's mental, physical, spiritual, education-wise, housing, all of these things, we're just trying oh, to good. just become a whole overall organization. Excellent. Actually, this is, your mayor and, and Kim and Pastor Boone, Pastor Boone, I appreciate your uh, painting the context of the holistic strategy. Uh, I share the show link with uh, many people after the show. And so particularly given this campaign for mayor, I'll send this particular show link to uh, Mayor Elliker. And, and as you know, there's several people running uh, also for the Democratic Party nomination. You have Tom Goldenberg and Tafik Abu-Basur and, and um, uh, Leanne Brennan. So I'll send this link to all of them. But what do you want to say to them, the, the current mayor and whoever the mayor might be in November? Uh, because you know, Kim mentioned in terms of witness for hunger, going up to Hartford and other places and understanding the policymakers are so key. What would you like to say to them um, in terms of their agenda and their reason for running for mayor or their re reason for running reelected? Uh, Amira, I'll start, I'll start with you. Well, I would like to say that a continual acknowledgement of the food insecurities here and uh, the New Haven area is quite necessary. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, being able to 
be more present um, to to make it known to the community here in New Haven that that you are aware that this exists, right? And to do something about it, uh, we made we were speaking about uh, the the what's available to the community, right? Um, however, the, their their lack of being able to acquire that information. And as we were speaking, I began to think that if the local, say for instance, uh, news station, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of their show, uh, ran a list of different uh, food pantries and different places mm-hmm. that are located uh, are available for New Haven residents to go for food. As part of di- just the regular closing of their show, uh, of their uh, TV presentation on a regular basis, mm-hmm. that would be excellent information for those individuals that are not tech savvy. They they can turn on channel eight and watch TV. And so at the end of channel eight, uh, if there was a list of different locations where they could get food, that would be excellent for the community. Just as part of the regular day, every day uh, process of their show to run this list, that's excellent information being provided uh, to the community. So that then the community will know that uh, our mayor and, 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 and those, the powers that be <laughs> are aware of the insecurity and, and, and is trying to do something to help. So I think that that will be a, a, a excellent thing uh, to take place, uh, especially here in the New Haven area. And so doing whatever else can be done to make your awareness known will be great for the community is mm-hmm. what I'd like to say uh, to the mayor. And, and your mayor, you give me a, a good, good idea. The, the uh, news director for channel eight, I, uh, I'm familiar with him. So I'll send this uh, link to him as well. And you're right. The news shows do not uh, do as many public act, public, uh, PSAs, public service announcements, as they used to, so we still yeah. have to, so that, but that direct you're, you're, for them to do it on a more regular basis and as a tag to many of the shows would be a great idea. Also, uh, also we'll reach out to Keith Kuntz uh, as well. Kim, yeah, I think it'll be. What, great. what do you Thank what do you, you want to say say to the mayor and to uh, uh, the, the New Haven delegation and and to, okay. and, and actually to Rosa, you know, Congressperson to yes. Laura, etc. Such a champion. She is a champion for food insecurity. She is a friend of witnesses, and witnesses is a friend of hers. Yes. But the first thing that I would like to say um, to to anyone who's going to be our next mayor, and our primary is September 12th, and it's coming up, and time is moving. And um, you know, so so we just have to get our message across first that um New Haven. Is a tale of two cities, you know, and um, there are the the haves and the have-nots, right? Mm. And, and so we have to we 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 applaud the people who have. Sorry, there was a motorcycle going by, but you know, we we applaud the people who have, but that's not forget the people who don't mm. food is not a privilege it's a right mm. you know and um no one in this rich city 
should have to go to bed hungry or go to bed with insufficient non-healthy food, right? You wonder why our 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 mortality rate is so low because we can't eat healthy. You wonder why um, we, as, as as people, as people who are poor, and I said that purposely because I hate the word the term poor people because mm. we are people first, mm. right? So so we just have to be people who happen to be poor, and you wonder why we um you know, use the the emergency room as our primary doctors, which is right, which is which is catastrophic because then the emergency room was way more expensive than than seeing a primary doctor, right? And stuff. Um and it is because of food. I would just like to say one more point. And I don't know whose responsibility this is and it just dropped in my spirit. So I don't know, and, and I should have researched it, but also we should implement a a prescription program that we we've and I'm sure you know food advocates have heard this many times before, and I believe they do it in in, in um in Massachusetts, a prescription program where a doctor, if I have high if I have diabetes. If, well, if I'm diabetic or if I have high blood pressure, cholesterol, mm-hmm. and we know that diet is going to check, you know, can, can eventually get me off of the lisinopril that I'm on mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. You know, um, we should have implement a prescription program where a, a, a licensed doctor can write to a prescription so you can go to the, to the farmer's market to stop mm. and shop or wherever you shop, you know, and present this 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 um this this prescription, so to speak, and get fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, you know, and um I think that that, that should be number two. I know that that education is is a hot topic, you know, for the candidates um this 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 term here mm-hmm. and uh, and you know so let's try to implement home economics back into our school system mm. you know i mean home economics saved my life when i was in school which was i'm not even gonna tell you how many years ago but yeah it was a lot of years ago but home economics saved me from from um not knowing everyday life skills, yes. you know? So yeah. So yeah. So I'm going to stop. I can go. I'm not, and I'm not a pastor, like, 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 um, like my friend, Pastor Boom, but I can go on that because I am very passionate about this, yes. you know? Um, yeah. And, and because I live it daily. Mm. 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 Okay. I'm stop right there. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you bear a tremendous suggestion about the media, and I'm going to follow up with the director Deuce Chatelet. Uh, him, very excellent suggestion. I'll follow up with uh, with some of the the medical people uh, and, and my 
the American Medical Association, the Connecticut Medical Association, and others to see if we can kind of uh, make manifest in the reality the the food prescription uh, tactic. Pastor Boone, this is this is good from a brainstorming standpoint. But share share what what kind of comes to your mind. Well, I just want to say to Kim, you might have some pastoral tendencies because you started off where I was going to start off at that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that New Haven has become a tale of two cities where you have the haves and the have nots. And mm -hmm. first of all, I'm not from New Haven. I'm from New York. Mm -hmm. we, won't hold, we won't hold you hold that against you, Pastor Bood. Well, 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 thank you. Thank you. Because I have <laughs> lived experience. <laughs> but what I would like to say is that um, I can see that the economic policies of the past have come to fruition mm -hmm. and these big buildings are coming up in the city of New Haven. Mm -hmm. But in, in what they have done, they have alienated the people on the ground. They have alienated communities. And those are the communities that make those uh, entities like, like Yale and Yale Hospital go. Because it's like those are those communities are the people that are doing the groundwork, the dirty work, you know, and and, and helping uh, those hospitals and those universities and everything succeed. But you have alienated them to the point that uh, they can't pay for their food. They have they have very little medical benefits themselves. They have no pension. They have nothing. So. If somebody works for you for 20, 30 years and then they get out and they're getting $1,500 a month and then the rent's now going up so high that they can't even afford it, you're going to create another mm. level of poverty in, in the future. Mm. The other thing is that because of this alienation, kids, they have no, they have no outlook. They, they have no dream. They have nothing to look forward to. So, you know, the educational system is failing. The public policy on crime is failing. Uh, your safety and, and it's failing. Um, and I suggest that the mayor, Mayor Ellica, have a sit down with organizations like CFAN. Mm -hmm. And you don't need the paparazzi. Have, have, a, have a meeting with these people. Have a meeting with an organization like Haven's Harvest that is trying to put a, a hub over in the Fairhaven area where all of these, where there's a central location where Food can come in, food can go out, uh, medical uh, directives to medical facilities can be there. People can learn how to cook. You can do um, composting, which is saving the environment. And, and there's so many things that are going on. But, you know, take some of that money from, um, <clears throat> from whatever they got from the government a few years ago. Take a couple of million of dollars of that and invest it in this hub that they're trying to have. Invest it in the communities. You know, the, the kids, they have nothing to do. They mm -hmm. hang out on the street. When I was growing up, you went to the night center. You went to after school center. You went to the, all of these programs. You know, I love the fact that they have the Q house, but that's one location. Every community needs to have something or someplace for their kids to go to. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. People are very territorial. So maybe people from the hill can't go into the, the Q house because it's in another place. So people from Fairhaven can't go in the Q house because it's another location. You know, so if you're going to be a mayor for the people, then you have to look at the whole overall scope of everything that's going on. And the only way you're going to know is by speaking to them. Indeed. 
And you know, Mary, just before I come to you, Pastor Boone, I, you guys are giving me a homework assignment. So I'm going to reach out to the News Channel 8 director, uh, also Kim, the um, older person, Eli Sabin, is head of the, the education committee. So I'm going to suggest to him that he have a, a workshop on the, you know, incorporating home economics. Uh, and Pastor Boone, I'll certainly send this link, also show link to not only uh, Mary Elliker, but to the contenders as well inviting them to kind of come to one of the CFAN meetings. But Yamir, any, any thoughts of what, what you've heard thus far from a solution standpoint? And I'll come back to you because I I see your brain, your brain cells are tick ticking away. And I and I love that. Yes, I'm 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 really excited about just this topic and this this conversation. And I, I don't want to forget to mention the the Hispanic population as well that that exists here in in New Haven, yeah, um, also. And so, whatever is available would be great if it's available to 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 the Hispanic population as well. Pastor Boone, you were making mentions about people um, just being territorial, and th mm -hmm. that is absolutely true. Uh, and it would be great if every neighborhood did have uh, a community center or, or even more than one that they can participate in. And I also agree that Unfortunately, a lot of the youth don't have uh, good things and uh, good community centers that they can be involved in uh, and go to for extracurricular activities, um, which is putting them more and more at risk of doing things that are not productive uh, or good for them or in their future. Um, that is having a negative effect on the community uh, as a whole. Um, and, and, and it's unfortunate um, because uh, it, it seems as though social media is playing a, a big role in raising the youth of today, and they're not necessarily doing it in a productive, positive way. So it would be excellent uh, if, if, if there was able to be uh, a positive distraction, if you will, because it seems as though that's what's needed now, a distraction um, from what they've been conditioned to um, these past few years, especially uh, since COVID uh, made a lot of the children even that much more dependent now on social media and uh, technological things. So it seems like a major distraction is needed, uh, one that uh, can catch their interest and their attention um, mm -hmm. that would be very, very beneficial to them, to their families and, and to their futures and ours as well, because children are the future. <laughs> and so it is important that we invest in them um, and being mm -hmm. able to, to help their parents, uh, such as being able to have good and easy access to food is uh, beneficial as well. Pastor Boone, you had made mentions about uh, people, uh, the, the, the effects that uh, a lack of food has on the person as a whole. I've experienced speaking with individuals and providing for them food uh, resources. And there's a, they're embarrassed. Mm. They're embarrassed about having a food need. And, and and it saddens me so much. They say to me, oh, you know, it's okay. I'll let someone else who really needs it get it, which is, it's it's a, 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 a beautiful, um, 
it's a beautiful thought. However, you too are in need mm. and it is available for you also. And so it's a terrible effect uh, that food insecurity has on the whole person, um, which affects the community, which ultimately is uh, affecting the state as mm. well. And there is such a need for attention um, to food insecurity because I feel as though it would uh, support positively so many other things. If, if, if that insecurity didn't exist, I feel as though it would eliminate a lot of other things as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone, we have about 15 minutes, so whatever's on your heart, mind, and soul. Kim, please. Yes, yes. I just, I just want to... Um just commend Yamara because she is so right. Because I am in need of the food pantries and I use them monthly, two or three times monthly. Um, when I have to go to a food pantry, I'm already at my lowest, mm. right? Because I have to come to you to ask you for food to feed me and my me and my family, right? So number one, I'm already at my lowest. And number two, um, it is very embarrassing. It is very you 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 are very vulnerable and you 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 don't need a full pantry volunteer to treat you no less than like, like, like you're like well I already feel like I'm begging but to make me feel like a beggar mm-hmm. you know and, and stuff and that 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 really affects me a lot of people when they feel disrespected at a food pantry they say I'm not going back mm-hmm. but you know what I say Okay, I'm put my. I don't want to go back. <clears throat> I have to go back, so I'm putting my pride in my pocket. Not many people are able to do that. Not all of us are able to do that. We get mad, just like Pastor Boone said. How many people are mad? And it is so true, you know. And but to be treated with less as less than human. When you're going and asking for food, it's mm. it's a no no. Yep, I just I just wanted I just wanted to 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 say that because you know, does it happen often? No. Does it happen? Yes. Yes, it does. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. No, no, absolutely. The the the, psych, the psychological dimension. I mean, that's what makes the world go round. Whether love is being shown or or, or disdain is being shown. So that's yeah, right. We're, we're, we're we're emotional humans. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, very well put. Um, I'm just thinking if someone wants to contribute or be involved with the food council, um, food assistance network, um, make a donation or have some ideas, or if there's could, could be some agencies out here, Pastor Boone, you've, you've enumerated the tremendous partners, but there could be other partners that haven't, that maybe after they hear this show, We'll see their connection. I'm thinking particularly of the at this point, um, even of the Chamber of Commerce, just just to throw an idea or the or the, the Council of Governments. But I'm just wondering what's the best way if there's a 
a organizational a potential organizational partner or individual or person of means or a person of influence that wants to uh, contribute to the with, with their body, mind, soul, spirit, maybe the money to New Haven Coordinated Food Council Assistance Network. What's the best way for them to, to contact uh, or to get involved? I think you're on mute, Pastor Moot. Yeah, I, I was sorry. That's okay. At present, we are not a uh, financial organization where we collect money, but we can certainly um, provide a list to you of organizations that do accept donations to help them in their in mm -hmm. their quest to to get to purchase food and to distribute food. So mm -hmm. that's something now I have homework, so I'll make sure I get that to you. Okay. Um, I'll reach out to Alicia Santilli and the other fry chairs of, uh, of CFAN and get that to you. Excellent. Let's, again, we have 15 minutes, so as things kind of cross your mind, I want to throw out this, want to piggyback in on the word alienation that you've used, Pastor Boone, and the connection with alienation and insecurity. And then Kim's mentioned the, 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 the dynamic of, of self-esteem and sometimes self-esteem being assaulted. Uh, let me do a quick survey real, real quick. Yamira, how long have you lived in New Haven? 10 years, 15 years, five years? I've lived in New Haven since 1975. Since 1975, <laughs> and I came in 71. And Pastor Boone, the, the last, Pastor Boone, the last five years for you? No, well, my parents have, uh, they lived in New Haven from 1995. And I moved up and took over in this area in 2010. Perfect, perfect. And and Kim, fr fr from birth? Oh, yes. You know what? I was born at Grace New Haven Hospital. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I'm a lifelong resident. And you know what? I think they're trying to push me out. But with all these rents and stuff, you know, that's, but that's a, that's a second show, Kim. That that's our that's my affordable housing show. Yeah, that's you're what, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But, so, but, so, but no, it it, it 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 definitely relates. The reason I asked about the longevity, and I came in '71. We hear this term, you know, the tale of two cities, and Connecticut in particular being two cities, and the the haves and the haves not here in New Haven. I guess wonder, given your perspective, um, whether it's gotten worse, whether that reality is 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 overwhelming. I don't want to share my particular point on this. I'm, I'm the host and, and I, although I do have the mic, but it's, it can be, um, it is, let me say as a, as a footnote, as you might know, I've became alder of War 28 this past July. So the, the political dimension of everything now is also on my mind, but I would like to hear your thoughts about whether and many of the candidates that are running against uh, Mayor Elliker are, are uh, talking about that we're this deep divide of alienation, this deep divide of poverty, uh, discrimination of, of, of the haves and the haves not. I'm just curious, and Mary Elker in my mind is doing it, uh, and his team is also trying to uh, uh, uplift all people. But I'm just curious, given your experience off the record, well, on the record, actually, do you see, how are we trending in New Haven? Because um, my, my wife, as I guess, as I conclude, goes to uh, the village people on Tuesday uh, in, 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 in Dixwell, and she's at the substation, and she's mentioned just seeing the the increase of folks coming coming in uh, to the pantry um, dramatically, and I was talking to Norman, who I forget what what uh, food pantry he goes to, he works at, and he's he's mentioned since the last nine months of the significant increase of folks. So I'm just curious about your perspective on uh, 
And again, it's a philosophical kind of comment. We might not be able to change the, the direction of this, but I'm just interested given your experience in New Haven and in, and in the, the, the Northeast. Um, how, how do you see the state, uh, Ramir, I'll start with you. How do you see the state, the state of New Haven in this regard? Yes, I, I believe it's definitely has gotten worse. <laughs> um, and it's unfortunate. There are a lot of things that, of course, have affected that, such as the the the, the rise of the cost of food has been mm -hmm. a, a major effect that has impacted all of us, my, mm -hmm. myself included. Uh, and the reason I say worse is because I remember uh, when I was younger, uh, there being a food insecurity in my home. I remember my mom actually going to um, TCA, uh, the Christian Community Action, mm -hmm. um, and and get for for their food pantry, and and I remember that being something that was normal in our household. I also remember that they there weren't many of my friends who whose family had to go to like a CCA for food. Um, there weren't many of them. Um, and so I was like one of very few. That's not the case today. Mm. Today, many, many, many families have food insecurities. Mm. Many, many families. And and I'm I'm sure that there's also been an increase in the 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 food pantries because of that need, which is great for the community. Um, yet there's, it seems as though the need is larger than the supply, mm. unfortunately. And then the need is almost even more than the uh, the awareness of the the resources that are available, mm -hmm. um, you know, and of, of course, as a community health worker, that's, 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 that's where my passion is to, to inform, to give the resources to those that aren't aware, um, because it's such a, 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 a large population of people, again, that are not from this country, uh, mm -hmm. that are, 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 are here suffering with food insecurities. And, it's it's so unfortunate, and so there there are resources out there that exist. However, the information that the people that are in need, um, it, it's not getting to them um, as quickly as much or as as possible. And I feel as though that is making thing that that that's also part of what has made things worse throughout these years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm going to continue to do my part serving my beautiful city. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we have about three three minutes. Kim, you're on mute. I want you to unmute yourself, and then Pastor Pastor Boot. I want to give I want to give you the last word, Pastor Boot. But but Kim, any thoughts in that regard from a his, historical standpoint or how we're trending? Yes, 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 yes. Um, very, very quickly, I remember too. Um, growing up in the seventies when we would go to different places and get bread, I mean, get um, peanut butter and cheese, USDA cheese and stuff. You know, we had to go stand in line to get that. When, I, when my parents, you know, when I was growing up with my parents, and because I was such a big girl, 
my I looked like an adult. My mother would make me stand in line too. To get, and I was so, but you know what? My mom, my mom says, if you're gonna be embarrassed, be embarrassed with a full stomach, mm. you know, and stuff. So, but yes, the situation is getting worse. COVID exasperated a lot out of our community. And I think that a lot of people are should be more aware of the need for food because people are going to food pantries who've never gone before. So, so yeah, so, so mm. I'm going I'm to go on mute. Thanks. Okay, thanks for Pastor Boone, I want to give you the last word. And everyone, you give me my homework assignment. I'm going to reach out to the mayor, the other candidates, uh, News, News Channel 8, the head of the automatic uh, education committee, because I, you guys are giving me my homework, and, and, and it's a it's a blessed assignment. Pastor Boone? Okay, well, first, another assignment, let the mayor know I'm not bashing him. He inherited a lot of things, and I, I, I realize it's an awesome job that he has to do. Yes. But getting back to uh, the task of what we were talking about, inflation has gone up, so your money is not going as far as it used to go. There's a rise up in costs of sustaining housing and clothing and everything. So people's money is not going as far as it used to go. And then I looked and I thought about it. I said, you know, when you thought about pantries years ago, you thought about people that were not working. But now you have an immigrant population that's affected. They need, you have a non-working community that needs, but now you have a working community, people that work that still need. So that increases the number of people that are coming to the pantry. And then you also have the the people that are affected by drugs and alcohol. So instead of having maybe one or two populations, you got four now mm-hmm. that we're dealing with. So that contributes to how much we need to increase and do things in our pantries and making people have food. Uh, we have 30 seconds. Pastor Boone, do you want to, this is kind of a, maybe a curveball question, but is there a particular scripture in the Old or New Testament that kind of resonates with you in terms of the context of this of this conversation? I mean, obviously the loaves and the fishes might be one, but I was wondering if there's something else that kind of occurs to you uh, as we kind of conclude this, this particular uh, radio show. Well, one of the things that biblically that is taught is that you are blessed when you bless others. You, when, by helping others, by being servants to others, you personally get mm-hmm. blessed physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And mm. this country, this city, we're hurting physically, socially, and emotionally. And if you want to help and be blessed and be healed, help us mm. help others. Mm, mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. That that, that gives me shivers. I think Amen. I am gonna pass, I think I am gonna pass that collection plate. <laughs> I have to come come and visit you. Thank come you, everyone. Down. 155 Grand Avenue. 155 Grand. Thank you. Thank you so much, Thank everyone. You. I'll send this link to you. And I'll, I'll uh, fulfill my, my homework assignment. And let's, just, let's do it again. Thank you. Cause this is my road, less camera action, I'm ready to go. I'm never gonna give up, give up, fall down, I just gotta.